Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and delighted to be joined once more by Paul Gallagher, who is otherwise known as the voice of value. How's it going, Paul? Not too bad at all, can't complain. Good, we've got uh, a busy day of racing to look forward to tomorrow. Last week we kind of changed the format of the podcast a wee bit, so we're going to be a wee bit more focused on particular races that you like, as opposed to a kind of scattergun approach of trying to nail a winner or an each way place in each of the live races on ITV. So last week we did not bad, we got an each way money back on Golden Horde, which you must have been quite happy with. Yeah, that was decent. Um, the other two both finished seventh in big fields, which is slightly frustrating because particularly edge to lab thought that was going to that was going to at least get a place at thirty. Yeah, a big price, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. We'll keep keep pumping away at it, doing something right. Yeah. So we've got three tips lined up for Saturday. We've got and that's across two races. And we're also going to have a wee look at the St Ledger. It's Ledger Day at Doncaster. Um, if you are watching on ITV, there's eight races from Doncaster, Chester and Leopardstown. And the first of which we're going to look at is the 225, which is the Portland Handicap. And you've got a, a couple of horses in this one that you like to look of. Yeah, 22 runner handicap in this. So it's... Um, a voice of value special. Yeah, absolutely. Um, five and a half furlongs. So it's a bit of a sprint and it'll be a, a bit basically a big cavalry charge right across the track at Doncaster um, they're always good fun to watch it's one of those races where you need to make sure you know the colours of your horse <laughs> before the race starts because uh, your chances of picking it up mid race are pretty slim so well I, I'm making it even harder for you because I'm, t- I'm, I'm tipping two horses Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah it's an interesting race because it's five and a half furlongs, most obviously most sprints are either five or six. This one falls between the two, so it's interesting to try and find a horse that will suit mm. um, that distance will suit. And one of those I think is Arecibo, which I've tipped a few times actually. I think on the podcast, certainly on the website. Um, yeah, it's an old favourite. Yeah, it has. It's 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 very consistent. Um, it's always there or thereabouts, but hasn't won for since nineteen canteen. I think. Uh, July of last year, July of 2019 was was its last win, um, but it, it's been placed in the majority of its races since then, um, and it, you know it's always there or thereabouts. Does well in big field handicaps, um, fifth of thirteen a few starts ago, fourth of twenty one uh, two starts ago, and although it's not winning, it's it's performing pretty well, and I think um, five and a half furlongs is is the perfect distance um, for it. Um, always finishes off five furlongs very well but doesn't quite get home over six mm. so it's been dropped another pound since its last two runs which I think is more than fair um, Danny Tartop's on board again so my favourite yeah he's <laughs> in the saddle so I can't let it go unbacked there was nine to one available I see that um, as I look at it now Hills um, I've, I've been, it's been backed into seven to one there so I'm concerned that we're going to miss the value on that so mm. Certainly one probably if you can get the nine to one that was with Ladbrokes, um who are paying five places each way. If you can get that, then uh, get on as soon as you hear this podcast because I think the value could be disappearing quickly. Yeah, that looks as if it's long gone. Fifteen to two is the best I can see yeah. on the odds grid at the moment. That's just within the last hour and a half, two hours. So yeah. that's actually quite encouraging. Um obviously if it gets to sort of six to one, five to one, then you need to put the brakes on and see you need to draw a line somewhere, but um, at seven to one, I'd still be happy to back it, and I'm encouraged by the fact that it's not just me who's backing it. 
other people think that it's got a strong chance as well. So yeah, with the extra places, um, there's a few firms doing six places. So shop around and, and make sure you get five or six places on it. Indeed. And in the same race, there's another one that you quite like to look at a slightly bigger price. Yeah, a second second choice in the race, um, a bigger price. Um, Mark Johnson horse called Meras, I think it's pronounced M E R W E S. Um, and this is another one that I was sort of touching on when I, when I mentioned the, the sort of five and a half furlongs as a bit of a specialist trip. Um, this horse was sixth in the Stewards Cup, which is a big uh, handicap that we, we previewed at Goodwood um, a couple of weeks ago. It was actually it was four weeks ago now. It seems yeah, time time's flying in, um, and it, it didn't quite get home that day. Um, just you know, just got headed and finished sixth, so respectable. And sixth in that race is good because there's twenty, then what was that? Twenty seven runners that day, so you would have got your six places each way. Um, and I think it can improve again. I think for for this same sort of intermediate distance between the, the sort of five five and a half. Um, so yeah, it's, and it's gone down since that day. It's gone down a pound in the weights, but I think it's every chance of performing well. So. You're getting, uh, I think there's 14 to 1 floating about for that. And that's with William Hill, so paying six places each way. So definitely a bit of value in my opinion. Okay, so two in that race. And I see that's a Mark Johnson horse. And speaking of Mark Johnson, he has subjectivist in the St. Ledger uh, an hour after this one. Yeah, big race of the day. So St. Ledger, the, sort of the last classic of the season. Um the, the big story in this race is a horse, we were talking about that off air before we came on, a horse called Pile Driver, um, who looks likely to go off favourite or close to favourite. Um, this was a horse that was that went unsold at the uh, the sort of uh, the sales for like a thousand pounds or like peanuts basically. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody wanted to buy the horse. Um so the owners kept it and started to run it and realised, well, wow, this actually this horse is pretty decent. Um and it, as it went up in distance. It started to run. Uh, it started to run better and better. I actually tipped it as a, as an each way outsider in the, the Derby, I think, um, back in July, um, and it 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 was just outclassed. I think that day there was a well, the, the Derby. You can almost sort of write it off because it was. If you remember, the front runner went off and nobody caught it. Yeah. So we yeah. Kept, it was it was such a muddling race that nobody nobody can really be sure. Um, but since then, Pale Driver came out. Um, in the Great Voltager at York and ran really well, absolutely squished it, and that was a, a pretty competitive group two, over a mile and four, um, and it just looked like he would get that distance and a wee bit extra, which is what we have, um, what we have at Doncaster for the St Ledger here. It's two two furlongs extra, so that if anything will be an improvement. So it's it's the dream for Pile Driver really to win this. I mean, because um, he's still an entire colt, which means he's not had his. His home was um, whacked off. <laughs> if he wins this, he'll, he'll be worth a fair few quid uh, in terms of breeding. So it would be a real dream come true for the the sort of the owners that couldn't get it to sell for a couple of grand. It, now it wins a sort of what I think about a quarter million or something for this race, and then uh, send it off to stud. You know, for you know, name your price at that point becomes a very very valuable horse. So that would be the dream. Um, I think the price is a bit short. It's 100 to 30. Um, so I'm not going to have a bet on it. I think there's a horse called Huckum, H-U-K-U-M, um, for Owen Burroughs, that I think's pretty good as well. 
um, and looks like it'll improve for the extra distance. So I would be worried about that one. And there wasn't really anything at bigger prices. Subjectivist you touched on is actually a, a pretty big price and, and wouldn't be um, wouldn't be without a chance. But I think those at the, the sort of top of the market should dominate. They're the slightly better rated horses. And Santiago is the one coming across from uh, Ireland for Aidan O'Brien. So that's also got a chance. So just a wee bit of uncertainty for me. No value really jumping out at me. So I'm not having a bet, but it should be absolutely fantastic. And I'll definitely be cheering Pile Driver on. It should be a cracker. Well, you would still be cheering on Pile Driver if it wins, knowing that you've no backed it. I don't mind <laughs> see if listen if it was 16 to 1 again which is what it was for the derby then I'd be kicking myself and if it was 16 to 1 I'd definitely be backing it but um, yeah when it's a just, not, just yeah, not your style yeah I just don't mind that much I'm, I'd be quite happy on the day we'll see if I'm having a good day I might stick a fiver on for a laugh you know before mm. they um, t- to give me a wee bit of extra incentive alright so it should be a good one worth watching by the looks of things um, we're going to Finish up with uh, the handicap hurdle at Fontway. What's the two fifteen? You get a ten to one each way shot here. I do, yeah. This is just one that um, we waited a little bit longer to do the pod tonight to to get some prices for this race because I was quite interested in it. Um, it looks like there's there's a short price favourite, Historic Heart, who looks decent, um, but it's only a three year old and. You know, it's a sort of what I would call a summer jumper, which they they tend not to be quite as good as the ones that are campaigning through the winter um, and the one I quite like as an alternative uh, a bit of value is a horse called Artistic Language uh, trained by Harry Whittington um, who's got a brilliant horsey name actually <laughs> <It's almost laughs> Just he was born to be a horse trainer I think um, so yeah Mr Whittington's horse is um, is more of a, a sort of to me anyway looks like a, a decent quality winter um, jumping horse had a, a decent winter last year um, sort of hasn't run since January, um, but was placed in a, a reasonable looking um, maiden hurdle uh, in January, and I think will improve, and I think they'll probably have it ready to go here. And this is not the most competitive handicap hurdle, so I thought you're getting artistic language ten to one. I thought it was a decent each way shout, um, just as an alternative to a pretty short priced favourite. So that was my other wee bit of value that I thought could get. Yeah. Are you concerned that it's at seven months off, or is that a tick in the box for you? Some horses need some horses need a run. This one had a break between race in July and November of last season, so that's a, a substantial break um, in my in my mind anyway. And came back and finished second in the, in the juvenile hurdle that it ran in, albeit it was gubbed by the by the McCain horse that won that race. But it was. Um, it was a, it was a decent enough performance uh, to make me think that it shouldn't be a problem if they've got it ready and it's ready to go. There's been a little bit of money since the market opened up. It's hard to tell. It was very early days, but um, yeah, I, listen, it's ten to one. That's that's the risky take. If it was if I was thinking about backing it at two to one or you know three or four to one, I probably wouldn't after a big long break like that. But you're getting um, you're getting compensated with a bigger price basically. Yeah, and again, our advice is always to shop around for places. I see Bet365 are only going three places each way, whereas most other firms are going four in this one. Yeah, Hills are quite good again. They had them at four places and marked up, and they were they seemed to be best price as well, 10 to 1, so that would probably be a, a good starting point. Yeah. Okay, can you just recap then your three tips for Saturday? 
I can indeed. So in the 225 at Doncaster, the Portland handicap, we're going for Arecibo. Um, each way, um, you hopefully get 15 to 2, 7 to 1 maybe. Um, but getting quick because that, that price is going. And Meras in the same race, Meras 14 to 1. Um, and that's with William Hill, and you'll get six places um, for that one as well. Then the 250 at Fontwell, a horse is called Artistic Language, and that's 10 to 1. That's also with Hills. So maybe a, a wee each way double for, uh, for those two if you want. Nice one. Okay, so as ever this week, we have set up our Who Knows Wins competition. Um, it covers all the eight live races on ITV on Saturday, and it's £5 to buy in and to have a go against other punters instead of playing against the bookies. Just pick a winner in each race, and if you have the most winners, then you'll take the pot. The link is on our Twitter feed, so make sure you give that a go if you want a wee interest on Saturday afternoon. Don't forget you can follow Paul on Twitter at the voice of value um, he'll be no doubt tweeting through the day um, if he has any winners on Saturday uh, you can keep an eye on things there and that's us for this week's podcast we'll be back next week with a look at um, Saturday's races we should be live on Friday at some point so keep your eye out for that and uh, yeah good luck with your bets this weekend and thanks very much for your time Paul no problem at all good luck everyone